Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the last episode of the What the What podcast here in 2019. 19. Did you hear that? We're a little louder, folks. Can you hear us? Can you hear us out there? It's a Christmas miracle. It's a beaut, Clark. Some of you probably just blew your speakers in your automobiles because they're used to having to listen to us all the way up to 50. And it's like, oh, we got to roll it down to 35 now because we're at a normal volume. Mm -hmm. I'm not like right up in my microphone. Which is kind of cool. That's true. Eric's not eating his microphone this time. Yes, it's pretty awesome. Um, but we're excited you're joining us for this week uh, week's episode. Uh, Eric here on this side of the table. Kyle's on that side of the table. And on the third side of the table, we have producer Ricky Lyles. Ricky, talking to your microphone, sir. I just want to say one thing. I picked gravy last time I was on this. You're going to have to be a lot louder than that, Ricky. We, All right, I picked gravy last because time. Because here's on the here. great thing: Ricky is not—he's not hooked into the little box, okay? Mm-hmm. He's not hooked into the magic I'm box. Boxless. Um, but so he's gonna have to speak up. He can't be like, "I picked gravy last time." Okay. He's gonna be like, "I picked gravy last time." I picked gravy. Um, but, I drafted gravy. You know, it's funny. Last time we had him on the podcast, I picked this great Thanksgiving meal, and now I literally can't have anything that I picked. <laughs> Maybe you, you doomed yourself. <laughs> I think I did. <laughs> Um, Would you like to share that with the folks at home? Um, so I found out a couple of weeks ago that I am uh, diabetic, and so I am watching my sugars and carbs and glycemic indexes. The good news is I have a really good chance of curing, uh, curing myself of this uh, with medication, diet, and exercise. Um, so maybe my mashed potatoes, uh, my loaded mashed potatoes, and um, my pumpkin cheesecake can come into fruition at some point. some point, just but not right now. Just not right now. So, if um, I was thinking about it, I could have brought back some pixie dust from uh, Disney World. Now, I don't know if it would have done anything other than make you fly, but maybe it would heal. I could have gone over Universal Studios got a wand. Yeah, cast could a have. spell. You know, um, uh, Deletus. Uh, Deletus diabetes. diabetes. Yes, there it is. That's the joke I was going to make. That's pretty good. Can we, can we put that on the next Can we trademark that? Yes. Deletus diabetes. <laughs> Um, I think we should. I think we should put that on a shirt. Um, yeah, so um, uh, once we get merchandise going, um, which, you know, honestly, I love looking at uh, our stats because, you know, sometimes I feel like we're not really reaching a lot of people. We have our dedicated followers, but, um, you know, we're not really doing much in terms of the, um, you know, the thousands and thousands that I would want us to eventually to get to. But uh, we, we have interesting trends Yep. Uh, last week, uh, while you were out of town at Disney World, um, I got an email from um, from someone who tracks like podcasting stuff on Apple, and apparently we made Romania's top forty list. I mean, which is kind of like in their TV and film I'm category. Totally cool with that. I've never is, been to I, Romania. No idea where Romania is on a map. To be honest with you, um, didn't know it existed as a country, <laughs> um, but uh, I knew it existed. Well, but. so the really cool thing, well, I mean, we're not, I got an email yesterday while we were at the kitchen. We're out of the top 40. It's okay. That's okay. We, we were in the top 40 on Michael TV. Jackson wasn't number one forever. Nirvana <laughs> came along and knocked him off. So, I mean, I mean somebody I, had to knock us out of the top 40. That's okay. So, I thought that was pretty cool. cool. Um, so, we talked about the three sides of the table. The fourth side's the wall, by the way, if anyone was uh, The fourth wall. The fourth wall. We don't want to break the fourth wall because there's probably, a, there's probably another room on the other side probably of this a wall. Load, it's probably a load-bearing fourth load wall. Load-bearing so. fourth wall. But we thank you for joining us. Uh, this episode is going to be released the Monday after Christmas, so I believe that's December the 30th. 
Yes. Okay. I had to put um, that so, on purchase orders all day. Yesterday. Yes, you did. Um, and so this is our last episode of the 2010s, yes. uh, 2019 specifically. And uh, we're excited you're joining us. If you have not already, subscribe to us. Maybe you live in Romania. And That's awesome. <laughs> you love us. Subscribe to us on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and Podbean. Or if there's another uh, preferred podcasting uh, site that you want to listen to us through, let us know what that is, and we'll get hooked up with them. I've been meaning to get us hooked up with other podcasting uh, services for a while now anyway. I've been meaning to get us hooked up with YouTube, and uh, I haven't. That's a 2020 thing. Um, but make sure you subscribe to us, and leave us you know, a nice little five-star review. Uh, maybe write a comment. You know, it can be a terrible comment. Five stars. But He's give us the stuff. five stars. Give us the five stars. At least with five stars, it'll encourage us to get better. If and you give us one star and say we suck, then we'll probably ignore It's probably that. true, sure, I but mean, like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Five stars and you suck, you know, I want to earn those five stars at that point. So subscribe to us through your favorite streaming uh, podcast streaming platform. And then make sure you check us out on social media. Uh, what the What Media on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube at some point. And then WTW underscore media on Twitter because Twitter doesn't allow that many characters. Otherwise, we'd be what the what media on that as well. Um, today's episode. Today. Was Kyle's idea. Yes. I am participating in protest. That's why we brought Ricky around. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will participate a little bit because I do have uh, some entries uh, now that I've thought about it a little bit. But um, officially filing my protest because of reasons we can talk about those at some point if you want to i'd say you started with it what's, what's your reason well our, our our topic is uh christmas presents yes okay and now don't get me wrong i, I enjoy good presents and stuff um part of my issue uh stems from the fact that for some reason i've struggled to come up with you know presents that from my you know childhood all the way to my adulthood that i can think of that were like list worthy don't get me wrong my parents took care of me i'm sure i had a lot of great stuff mm-hmm. I'm just blanking on that. Um, I, but, you know, there's a part of me that feels like it's kind of elitist to talk about, oh, look at all the stuff we got as kids. And then, well, there's a lot of kids who don't get stuff. So that, that's, my, that. that's my protest. But I'm, but, but I'm, out, so, I'm outvoted, I'm sure. So I feel, I get that. Because the same way, like, you don't want to post everything in the world and brag about how much you got. But at the same time, like, no matter what your income, you always have favorite presents that you receive from Christmas. Something... As simple as for my mom, for instance, she always would talk to us growing up about how the favorite thing that they would get as a child was they might get one toy out of everything, but they would get like a little sock or stocking or basket, or whatever, but it had like fruit and candy in it. Whereas they didn't get candy often other times than that. So that was her one of her favorite things growing up. So I guess, you know, it doesn't have to have a giant financial point behind it. It can just be what something that stands out to you as a memorable thing. And see, I understand that point of view as well. So that's why I'm not, I didn't make too big of a stink about it. That's why the episode's allowing to, to Eric's going to allow us to happen. I'm allowing y'all Te- to have the conversation because technically this is my computer. But technically I'm, Eric posts everything <laughs> and edits everything. So, so um, to yeah. be fair. To this episode decide. may just be this, um, you know, I'm in protest and that's the end and of the then episode. And then you like, hear you know the da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Yep. It's like, to end this off, I'm just done with this. <laughs> These jerks bragging about their stuff. Yep, but um, but yeah. So, but it's a good episode topic. Um, and uh, especially since it's right after Christmas, um, I'm sure people will be excited about the things they got. Hopefully, more excited about the time they get to spend with loved ones, which For sure. I feel, feel is the more important reason to celebrate Christmas. Um, love the Christmas parties, love the Christmas family get-togethers. Um, and I don't get me wrong, I love giving presents. I gave you two a present tonight. You did I mean, a second present, so. Mm-hmm. 
Um, if y'all want to share what those, those were, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to brag. I don't want to be an elitist. Okay, well, there, then because there you go. I don't make the world I feel did, bad. I didn't know if mine was going to make your list. You didn't get them a present. You didn't get all of the listeners in Romania. That's you didn't true. get them a present. Well, we might as well shut this episode down then if you're not going to talk about my gifts to you. <laughs> Eric's like, if you're going to talk about gifts, you talk about my gifts. You might gifts. as well talk about my gifts. I'm going to save one. Eric gave me two gifts. I'm going to save one until I do an actual post with it. So that I won't save sense. that one. Cool. But uh, he did get me a Dwight Schrute fun po- Funko Pop. But it's him dressed as Belschnickel. Belschnickel! <laughs> so we have to decide if, you know, if I'm impish or not. Uh, impish or not, yes. Yes. Uh, Let me go get a big thing of straw so I can hit you with it. No. No. Because you're not Belschnickel. I can be. I don't know. Uh-huh. Yeah. You gave it to me. So if anything, I get to be Belschnickel. Negative. No. I'll give you the wooden bowl and you get to hold it out and see what you get. <laughs> uh, Ricky, what did, what did he get you? Gravy. You got to be louder than that. Somebody's gravy. Gonna, there you go. Somebody. I did not give you gravy. I'm hung up on gravy. No, I got John Wick with his dog. Is that loud enough? A little bit louder. John Wick with his dog. There you go for the people in the back. He's John gonna, Wick. He's like, going to have to talk I've with never his seen, announcer voice. Keanu Reeves is literally in the room. He got I have him. never seen this movie before, what, two this months year. ago? Yeah, yeah, this year. Well, we saw John Wick 3 in June, I think. Right. So. We went to the movies after seeing 1 and 2. On and, the and, Paramount and, channel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. So, yes. Yeah, Getting all choked up over it. So. Um, but, yeah, so today's episode will be concerning Christmas gifts. Uh, we don't want to. Top three. Kyle, I'm limiting your time. That's fine. Because today's or yesterday's episode that came out was on TV specials, and you talked about I've that. Talked one, a long time. You, the, the way you talked about that Wonder Years episode was actually longer than the episode itself, I feel like. That probably so. was, because honestly, I am a huge Wonder Years fan, but honestly, you start talking. And so you get, you get five minutes per gift. I hope I don't even take that long. Well, you know, that'd, that'd be good, too. But you, you're on a strict time limit. Ricky, Do you, it. you go as long as you want. I get to go as long as I want, but Kyle's on a time limit because he loves to talk and he's good I at do. talking. Don't Shove get me, me wrong, but you know, is this we, like a top three or a top one? Top three, top three, three. three. Okay. three. talk yes. loud, though. Trace. Top three, top three. So yeah, since Ricky, you got the first present out of all of us. How about you tell us what your favorite, one of your top three is? Start we, us off. We got electricity. <laughs> back in yeah, the, yeah back in the day. Really? Yeah. <laughs> back in my day, I got this nice boulder that we could roll through town. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, well, I, you know, I, I do remember my mom telling me one of her presents that she got one year. Uh, now, she had seven brothers and sisters, and they each got a Pepsi Cola with a nickel taped to the top of the bottle. See, I yeah. can only have the nickel now. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, but you, you have to understand what my dad always said. My dad said, you know, you could take a nickel, you could go to the movie, buy popcorn, a drink, and still have uh, three cent left over. So. Uh, yeah, he was. There we go. I'm back up here now. I'm, I'm on. Go. Now okay. I'm on. I'm Ricky's on. playing the game. We now. did a little bit of uh, on the fly e- um, editing here with our board, and uh, Ricky is part of the. So was that your for real first entry electricity? Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Uh, actually, you know, my mom and dad were really good to us too. I mean, we didn't get a lot, but you know, we always got that one special gift every year. I mean, it was the one, um, and that's the same thing. I, I've tried to carry on a tradition. I always try to get Sarah. The gift, you know, this the one that centers around, you know, you know, me giving her stuff. You know, I give her a lot of little stuff, and, and I, she's a brat sometimes. She likes to guess what I hate guessing what I got. I like to be surprised. I'm somewhere. I love being surprised. I don't want to know. I do not want to know. I will not touch the boxes. I, I just don't want to know. I want to be pre- um, I want to be surprised. But you know, whatever I got, my brother 
got twins. So it was, you know, and my mom always said, you played with your brothers and you kept yours. <clears throat> so there was probably a lot of truth to that. But I think one of the things we I, we got was, um, you know, everybody had action figures when they were growing up as, as a kid. <clears throat> and I think one of the biggest um, ones that we got, I got Action Jackson. I remember Action <clears throat> Not from... Being around when he came out, but I know who he is. Well, he, I, I looked it up a little while ago, and he came out in the '60s, um, so he's been around a while. But the thing about Action Jackson is, you could you, you got Action Jackson in the box, and he was he had a little hat, looked like he was a mariner. But uh, you could also turn him into Batman, Superman. I mean, any of the superheroes that were out there, you just bought the costume and you just changed him out. So it never happened today because of co- like copyright issues. Yeah, it, it, but I mean, I literally, like, I literally looked up. Do you, you, know, you could get the Superman edition? You could get the the Batman edition. There was Iron Man edition at Captain Action. Now was it where you could? Did he fit like Mego clothes? Yeah. So you just took clothes off. You of just Migos took clothes off. Yeah, and put them on. Action and put them on. See, I've never owned a Mego. I think I'm saying that right. Is that right? I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, right? yeah. Like I would love to get a Robin one because just Robin's my favorite in general. Uh, so I'd love to get a, a, a Robin Mego. So maybe I should ask Santa Claus for that this year. But uh, but yeah, keep going. Action Jackson. Action Jackson. I mean, you're whining. It's it's our fans in the background upset because they. Didn't but you got to understand. You know, I was born in the '60s, so you know, the toys back then were you know not as sophisticated as the electronic toys that kids get today. So we did a lot of playing outside. So I mean, there was there was. I can remember once we got a crack, a crack fire rifle, which is um. I mean, it's it was made by I think uh, Idea. Mm-hmm. Toys at the time, I don't even think they're in business anymore. They may not, mm-hmm. but I just looked it up one day a um, while ago. They were literally on this afternoon, and literally, if you've got one in a box, it's worth about $185 right now. I think when you bought it back then, it was like $10. Sure, so yeah, I mean, I'm talking about antique toys now. So, uh, well, you talk about a lot of stuff like that, and even stuff left in the box, especially. I love to go back and look at stuff from your generation, my generation, all of ours, and just kind of see. What is stuff worth? You know, not for the fact of the money side of it, but just it's always neat to see because there are people that were able to keep their toys in boxes and not open them up. Um, or just people that were older and bought them knowing at some point it might return into something. Uh, I was at Star Wars Land this past weekend and they were talking about the first Star Wars that went out. You couldn't, you didn't even actually get the action figures. It was a, the movie came out with such a hit, it wasn't expected. So they literally came out with a box. There was like a little stand showing you where each character would be eventually when they would mail it to you. So for Christmas, you literally just got an empty box that was like a backdrop scene. And then they would mail you the figures later. But I want to say somebody was talking, it was like thousands of dollars just for an empty, like mint condition box still like on eBay now. But um, I wish I, I had know. the foresight, you know, of those people who kept stuff like that. Yeah. You know, like just. Well, they're going to send me the extra. I'm going to keep this box. It might work, be worth money one day. Well, it was done in a way, too, that the box, I think, had like a spot for each character, and it was like had it written there, Darth Vader, you know, Luke. So you would technically stand them all up once you got them there. It was like a display piece. But it was empty with no characters at the time. You literally bought that, and then once the figures are manufactured, then they would see well, you. Well, yeah, I, I get that. Yeah. I just, the people who kept the box. That'd be my mom. I mean, what honestly. a thing, what a thing too, now, you got to look at it, too. There was collectors back then, too. Sure. So you, you've got, you know, people, it was in their late 20s and 30s when the mm-hmm. movie came out. They would go buy these toys. I mean, just like I do with these um, McDonald toys sometimes. Sure. If they're running a special series, I'll try to get all the um, Marvel characters, and I like I'd 
maxed out at about four mm-hmm. before they pulled it and put something else out there. But that's what eBay's for. You can buy them all now. Yeah, and they, and they have the good prices on yeah. them too. So and for collectors. But you know, as, as a kid, you broke that box. You played with it. Mm-hmm. When I wore Captain Action, out. <laughs> awesome, uh, Kyle. You're on the clock. Starting now. Now, my first one comes from Christmas 1990. Now, the rest of these I don't remember the years, but this one I do. Uh, I was three years old, and honestly, I don't know if I remember more about it, but I know that there's this little photo album at my parents' house that has pictures of that Christmas. So I don't know so much as it just me looking at that so many times and hearing stories or me actually remembering it. But it's the first Christmas I really remember. I walked in. It was during the time I had some Ninja Turtles. I had things like that. But I opened. I remember going in that morning, and my mom said I was just so astonished that I looked around and said, I don't know what to play with first. Just because it's first Christmas. I remember this first thing you experienced. So all of a sudden, why are all these toys here? But um, that year, I got the Ninja Turtles sewer. I also got the Batman Batcave and the Ghostbusters house all in one Christmas. That's a nice haul. It was a, the giantest, most biggest haul of all time, for me at least. Because as well, there was randomly Hulk Hogan, uh, plush action figure, Brutus the Barber beefcake one as well, and some Batman figures. Because I didn't have a Batman. This is the first time I got a Batman. was I think it was technically the one based off the Michael Keaton movie. Right. Where you had Batman, Joker, there was a Robin, uh, and I think I got a Wonder Woman off of that same line. Like, it was the same. It wasn't based from the movie on those. There was that whole line that came out around that time. But um, that, I got a few Ghostbusters and stuff. But just that Christmas, just that set the stage for what was to come in my life. You know, Ninja Turtles has always been a huge thing for me. Batman is a big thing for me. You know, Eric and I, especially, I know, Rick, you watched wrestling growing up some, too, but there was this age, especially we hit around middle school, that wrestling was the biggest thing on the planet. It blew up. You'd go to school and you'd talk, you know, on Tuesdays, did you watch Raw or did you watch Nitro? Yes. I mean, what happened on it? You would compare notes to people who watched the other show. Exactly. And And so, me. And for me, it was Atlantic Coast wrestling. I mean, that's where Ric Flair was at. Well, Mm -hmm. well, he was also on Nitro in the 90s. There was no Atlantic Coast wrestling in the 90s. Um, And for me, who didn't have cable, I was catching up on both. Sure. I'd have people I talked to who watched Raw and people who watched um, Nitro, and I would get notes from both of them. For both of them. And it was one of those things, though, because at that age, I don't think, you know, I don't remember ever my dad watching wrestling. I don't think it was a him thing. I think it was just, oh, this is popular, so let's just grab this. This will be fun. You know, it's a wrestling buddy. He's an active three-year-old. Sure, whatever. But uh, but to set the stage, like, I mean, I talked to Bob, you know, episodes and episodes back on our wrestling one just about remembering, you know, all of a sudden watching wrestling and getting into it and being like, wait a second, I had this guy from whenever I was three years old. Like, who's he? Wait, there he is. It's the same guy. Uh, all that. Ghostbusters, too. Like, the same way Ghostbusters is coming around right now, there's – you know, an amazing trailer that's out that I have high hopes for this next movie. But just to see, like, how much of my life, you know, is formed based on that three-year-old's Christmas. Just a lot of the things that I got that year determined a lot for, you know, things I'd be interested in for a long time from there on. So, yeah, I'll cut my time off there. That's I'm, awesome. I'm you only that. took three minutes, and that part of that was me and Ricky talking. So. See? Good job, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Round of applause. Good that. But I also talked, like, five minutes about Star Wars before that. This is, this is fair. So, <laughs> either way, how about you, Eric? Well... Again, under protest. But um, I will continue the action figure, um, I guess, conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, my, um, you know, on like regular television, since I did not have cable, satellite, stuff like that, the big things for, for me were like after school cartoons mm-hmm. and Saturday morning. Sure. And one of the biggest, 1993, 1994, 95, 
was the Power Rangers. I felt that in my gut. From the second you started talking, I was like, it's Power Rangers. Yeah. And this, again, I didn't really have, I don't have a list in front of me. Sure. So this is kind of off the cuff. It was not originally on my top three. It deserves um, it. But when I started thinking, it's like, you know what? My, I really loved the Power Rangers growing up. I loved uh, the original six. Um, Jason, Trini, Zach, Billy, Kimberly, and Tommy. Um, so I remember, I don't know which Christmas it was, but I got all the Power Ranger action figures and the Dragon Dagger. No, I'd never had that. That was amazing. I always and you one. would press one button and it would do one of the uh, themes for the summon the Dragon Zord. And then you'd press another button and it would do the theme where he wanted um, the Dragon uh, Zord to shoot out... Um, Missiles out of his hand, mm-hmm. dun 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 dun, mm-hmm. and then the third button played the Power Rangers thing, thing, bum 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 bum, and it was the coolest toy. It was, um, like it took double A batteries, and you like me and I mean I know you took we had imaginations out the wazoo. Sure. Um, I would play with that thing with my brother, like I would pretend to be the Green Ranger. Sure. Um, you know he, he was the Green Ranger for the first season, and then partway through the second season became the White Ranger midway mm-hmm. through season two. Um, but nothing ever really caught my um, my fandom like the Green Ranger um, in the first cu- uh, first season or so. Uh, so to get the Dragon Dagger, to get the action figures, including the Green Ranger, that had a shield you could take off and put on the other Rangers. Yes. And I'd always put it on the Black Ranger for some reason. I thought that was the coolest yeah, look. Great. The black and gold, which I was proven right a few years mm-hmm. later when they did Power Ranger Zero. Yes. Zio, and their Gold Ranger was basically a Black Ranger with a gold shield. Mm-hmm. Um, now when you're saying the action figures, were these like the 12-inch these were the ones. I don't know how tall they were, but you could, um, you, you had the, their normal like civilian like okay. heads, uh-huh. and then you'd flip, you touch the morpher, and In it would back. flip over gotcha. to yeah, the, yeah. to their helmets. Um, so I don't know how tall they were. I mean, they were, they were like I think they were the shorter, like more standard size action figures. Yeah, they they were they were better. Um, like you know, they would go along with the rest of your action figures yeah. really well. Um, the other thing that Power Ranger related I got was. Um, one year I got a Green Ranger watch, which my dad, nice. I think, may still have because he would not let me take it out of the box. <laughs> so he may have he may have it in a safe somewhere. He's got it on eBay. And maybe it's worth money now. I also got a White Ranger um, watch one year, too, and he did the same thing with it. So, so you'll appreciate this someday. So, son. you know, one day, you know, when I'm going through my dad's old stuff, hopefully years and years now, you know, and I go through his safe and stuff, and I find that Green Ranger and White Ranger watch, I hope to show in the box. They may be mm-hmm. worth money. So... You can pass um, that on to your great grandchildren. It's like, I mean, son, you're going to appreciate this. Someday. You're going to appreciate this someday, but don't take it out of the box. Put it, you put it right back in your safe. <laughs> like. So my number one, go go Power Rangers. You know, it's morphing time. Yada yada yada. Not to change the subject or like continue too long, but your dragon uh, sword you're talking about. Yes, that was one of the Power Ranger toys I always wanted. I had the blaster. I didn't have the sword. I wanted that thing so bad that I was hanging out with my grandpa and we built one. Oh, wow. Literally, it was just a piece of wood with two other pieces of woods like nailed to it in the middle with exposed nails and everything. <laughs> and our way of covering up the nails so I wouldn't stab myself was to wrap it in electrical tape. Of course. And then I had a marker that I wrote Green Ranger and stuff. And it was just like two tubes just stuck together. Nice. So I'm literally like walking around with like a small crucifix instead of a dragon sword. <laughs> but that's, you know, I remember like pretending to play that. I remember we went to, I think it was Matt Cockrell's birthday party. Somewhere where there was two Power Rangers there at the party. Okay. And these were like Power Rangers that had like giant heads, like to fit their heads inside. Of course. The helmet was like four times too big. Right. But I remember taking that and wanting to show it to them. And the people working there were a little hesitant because there were nails hanging out of it. Mm-hmm. But I was like, the Green Ranger needs to see this. Yes. But uh, 
he looked at it just kind of like shook his head like cool kid whatever but i really can't wait till we do a power ranger long form episode fun times ahead just you know ricky's like Power Rangers, sure, whatever. We drug him to the Power Rangers movie a couple of years ago. He probably and we'll drag it. him to the reboot that's coming out in a couple of years too. So. I'm, I have high hopes for that one. I do too. Anyway, Ricky, how many times are they gonna reboot it though? Until, Until it they get it right. Oh, okay. <laughs> because there's so much Power Ranger lore out there that they have just not gotten right. They will get it right one day, and until they get it right, they can reboot it all they want. Yes. Um, some good things came from that, though. I thought the guy who played Billy was really good, mm-hmm. and the girl who played Kimberly was Prince, Princess Jasmine, Jasmine in the Aladdin remake, so um, some good stuff that come from it. I think so. Anyway, Ricky, you're up for number two. What you got, Bone? You know, I'm pulling stuff out of the vault. Him? I don't know. I <laughs> Sometimes like... random sounds come out. I was going to say Bud or Bud. Um, I think it went with Bum. I don't it's know. Like bomb. Like, what you got, bomb? What, what, what you got, bomb? What you got, bomb? <laughs> anyway, gravy. Blow us away. Blow I have gravy. No, I have. To, We're gonna. He's not invited on any sock full shows. of gravy. I can't, can I have gravy? Can I have gravy? Yes, yeah, you can, can have gravy. Are you sure? Yes, I'm positive. But what will I put it on? <laughs> your hand. <laughs> Lick your hand with gravy. That's not the worst idea. But anyway, number two for real. Um, I'm thinking the year might be 1964, 65. That's a year I haven't heard in a long, long time. It's a, yeah, I'm telling my age here. part, though, is how we feel that that's probably only like 30 to 40 years Ooh, ago. Oh, you're so old. No, like in my mind, just, I'm stuck in that 90s, 2000 mode where it's like, oh, it's only 30, 40 years ago. Yeah. Well, you know, not to get off too much of a topic, but um, in 1998, that 70s show came out. It was it set did. in 1976 or so. Mm-hmm. Um, the equivalent of that is if we had a show like that today, mm-hmm. it would be set in 1997. I would love that. So... So we're not that far back from the 60s and 70s. Anyway, Ricky, you're, you're in. Yeah, I mean, I had a skateboard that was actually made out of wood. I have one of those. Yeah. Like metal wheels? Well, metal wheels, wood. And I had the old roller skates that you put them on your shoe and you had a key and it locked on the bottom of it. Oh, uh, yeah. Is that your my, toy? No, my, that's not my story. But I mean, I'm just telling you. My experience with those skates that I have at all is an episode of The Muppet Babies where. Uh, and I don't even know if you know what the Muppet Babies mm, are. I know the Muppet. I got the Muppet Babies. In yeah, my that's room. true. Yeah. There was one where Fozzie had them on and put them on, and he lost the key. So the entire episode, he's like, and he's not good at skating. He's falling everywhere, all over the place, trying to find this key. I want to say it was in like the vent or something. They finally find it and get the skates off his feet. But anyway, back to you. 64, 65, I think, is the, um, one of the things that um, I can remember. This was the Big Bruiser record. Okay. I looked it up again. Again, if you mm-hmm. got one in mint conditions, it's, it's valued at about $285. Okay. It came with a car on it or a little truck that you pulled behind. Mm-hmm. You could change the tires on it. It had a, it had a, it come with a flat tire, so you could you could hook the record up to it. I mean, it had a winch and everything. It would pull. It had the lights, the little flashing light mm-hmm. on the top of it. But uh, you could uh, you could you could tow this car around and you could fix the car. It had a broken fender or um, a dented up fender. You would pop it off and pop the Good one on, and the, the car would be, you know, become drivable again. Mm-hmm. But I can remember. I mean, I remember we were. I think we were living in Bailey at the time, and um, we, I, I played with that thing, played with that thing, and one night I just left it in front of the heater, and it melted. Oh no! Oh no! Uh, my Brick Bruiser record became a convertible. <laughs> the cool thing is, I this is conver- that one toy is what sparked my wanting to do this episode. I think it was a year ago, me and you were hanging out on your couch in your living room watching stuff, and we were just talking about old toys that we loved growing up. And this was yours, and I'd never heard of it, so I had to look it up on Google, or like, I guess on Google, and look up images and stuff. 
Um, but it is cool. Like, and it's different to see. I think it was made by Ideal too. I believe I think it's an he, Ideal. I think it was. That was the big toy. I mean, Mattel came out a little later on. Mm-hmm. I think they probably bought up everybody else. Um, but yeah, I mean, even the Tonka trucks. Mm-hmm. You buy a Tonka truck today; it's made out of a plastic. You the can Tonka get trucks, a very few metal ones. Yeah, today, but the majority <clears throat> of them are plastic. In fact, uh, I've got a few now. Um, since my dad passed away last year, we're, we're going through some stuff at, at the old home place. I've actually got a toy um, collector. He's coming in. I've got Hot Wheel cars, um, a couple of um, Tonka trucks he's going to take a look at. Nice. And they're, they're in mint condition, too. So I'll probably get a whole lot of hits off of this. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe let me it go works through, out for you. Let me go through your attic. Mm-hmm. It's cool stuff, man. It's cool stuff. Cool stuff. All right, Kyle. Yep. You're back on the clock. Back on the clock. I should be fine again. Uh this one is not necessarily nostalgic in a pop culture way, but I guess it's if pop culture has music in it, then I guess it's pop culture. Uh, in middle school, I really wanted to start learning how to play guitar. And I want to say it was 6th, 7th grade. Uh, that 6th grade for sure I wanted to start. 7th grade I really tried to start. But my dad always had this guitar hanging. like It wasn't even hanging. I think I had like a toy closet in my room, and it kind of just got put in there at the back, and it scared me. It was some cheap no-name guitar, but it looked like a Gibson Dot was what it kind of looked like. But on the back, there's this giant Kiss sticker that my dad was a Kiss fan growing up. So there's this big Kiss sticker on the back of it. And I remember hearing random stories about how he took my mom on a date to see Kiss when they were younger. And some guy on the front row tried to imitate Gene Simmons and blow the fire. And he accidentally caught his head on fire, hair on fire, and had to get taken out. So, like, this sticker scared me because you've got these four painted-faced dudes on the back of this guitar that would randomly, you know, open the closet door and it's dark in there and they're staring at you. So, uh, but that's the guitar I learned on at first. And he said, well, I'm not going to buy you something until you try to at least work at it and see if it's something you're going to stick with. Uh, so he bought me a cheap amp from a pawn shop and stuff. But once I finally stuck with it, I had another in-between guitar. But he finally, uh, for I want to say it was my eighth grade Christmas, I'm pretty sure, he bought me a, friend, a Fender Strat. Um, it was just the Mexican-made version. It wasn't super expensive. But I remember really wanting to like make it my own. So I remember going that Christmas to Mars Music, used to be in Raleigh. Uh, it's where Sam Ash is now. And he let me pick it out. You know, He was like, this is your Christmas, because it was Christmas. But he said, you can't have it until Christmas, but I'm going to let you pick it out here and make sure it's what you want. So I remember I got a black one, uh, and maple neck, and then they had like this green perloid pick guard, which I for some reason thought it was going to be so cool. So he let me get that and then changed out all the hardware and everything on it to black instead of the white. Um, And I just remember it feeling like I just built my own custom guitar. Uh, And it was a real guitar. And for some reason, like, the dot inlays on the neck made me think, like, that's going to make me play better because I can just hit those and it does things. Uh, It really didn't make any difference. But the guitar was actually a better guitar. But um, sadly, I don't have that guitar anymore. I did end up trading it at some point for some other guitar stuff or music stuff. But uh, I remember that Christmas being really special because it was came in a hard case. It was the first hard case I'd ever had. And it just felt like a really professional instrument for me. From going playing this, I think the other one was like a Kimberly guitar. It was a no-name guitar with a kiss sticker on the back. To all of a sudden, my parents buying me this real Fender Strat. It just felt like I was official. And I was a musician, and my parents were backing me and like had faith in what I was doing and just showing that I was putting some effort towards something and it was coming, you know, showing some results. Um, but just that Christmas, I remember that. And I remember, especially it was tough because it was almost like a whole month before, before I actually got the thing. So just knowing you have this, but you can't touch it yet and you can't even look at it. Uh, but just to come up and it's one of those gifts that changed my life where it was one of those things that started me down a road of really 
trying to pursue something that I really love to do. So that's my big one for that. There was other things I thought about, but that one stands out for sure as a real favorite of mine. Wonderful, wonderful. Wonderful. Your turn. My turn. Number two. At this point, everything on my list is going to be different by the time we get to the end of the episode. This is one that I hadn't even considered, but then you started talking about music, and I'm thinking what a role music has played in my life and the love I've had of music for years and years. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we've talked about several times about how I just, you know, my family, you know, I, w- I never left, you know, I was never left wanting, mm-hmm. you know, my family always took care of me, but we were a little behind on, like, getting the latest up-to-date stuff. Mm-hmm. I still had a tape player in 1996. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I was still buying cassettes because I didn't sure. have a CD player. Didn't have anything. Um, I believe it was the Christmas of 1996. Maybe it was 97. Um, I got this really big CD um, slash tape stereo from my bedroom. Yes. And that was a game-changer for me. Um, 100%. I mean, just being able to listen to CDs um, was a huge game-changer for me. Um, being able to move from one song to the next without having to fast forward to um, was fantastic. And I remember just sitting in my room for hours and hours just listening to music. You already um, had an eight-track player like I had. <laughs> it plays four songs at one time when it wears out. Um, <laughs> I, I, I remember, you know, like getting a bunch of CDs that year. I got the Eagles double live album. Nice. Because um, I was a, I love the Eagles. I mean, um, I got Bob Seger's uh, greatest hits album too because for some reason I really liked Bob Seger when I was younger. Um, maybe that's why you like saxophone. Maybe I don't know. Um, I got uh, you know a L- Chumbawamba had a CD yep. because I, is that the green one with the purple baby? Yeah, because that was the one hit wonder they had. I had to listen to that. Um, AMC, uh, it was a, not AMC, OMC, mm-hmm. uh, who sang How Bizarre. I got their CD. I got Britney Spears and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just I had a ton of music that year, and um, you know it's understated, um, but. You know, music has played a big part in my life. Sure. Uh, just the way it's played, you know, I'm, I've never been as talented as you to be able to, you know, pick up an instrument and play it really well. But Not just, true. but just a, a love of music and how much I've been involved in music over the years. Um, not even realizing that that's something that's kind of followed me around, you know, kind of low key um, until the past couple of years where, you know, I took piano lessons as a kid, I was in band, I was in marching band. Um, then I, I got dragged to the Young Disciples and did that for a few years. And then when I was in college, I recorded a couple of songs with a buddy who had a recording studio. And mm-hmm. and then you know um, started singing in church. And then you know then what we're doing now and sure. doing the praise teams and stuff and just all that just kind of it started because of the love I had for music at a young age. And that's where that CD player I'm about to knock the table down mm-hmm. where that CD player came into you know came into fruition there. Um, you know, it wasn't on my list originally, but I think my life would be differently. You know, it would have turned out differently if I didn't listen to music so much growing up. Sure. So, and that is an awesome gift, though. See, you lucked out. Well, I say lucked out. You were given multiple CDs. I remember one year, my big, I got a boombox, and same, like you, it does change your life mm-hmm. because you didn't have iPods that you walked around with a tiny thing in your pocket, like. You sat in your room with this giant boombox and listen to the same way Ricky, I'm sure, had at some point, you know, record player setups with bigger speakers and amplifiers. We rubbed two sticks together. Well, whichever. But I remember getting it, and all I had was the Red Hot Chili Peppers Californication album, and I just listened to it nonstop. To be fair, mm-hmm. there are worse albums you could no, have had. That was no. a fantastic album. It was you a great album. I'm pretty sure I had that album. You too. could have had Melody, that which <laughs> roller skate song. <laughs> yeah. 
But this album, I mean, like it is though. It is a big part of your childhood and your memories though. That uh, how stuff connects to music if you are a musical person. I mean, George Strait uh, CDs. I mean, that, at that point, I could borrow CDs. Mm-hmm. I could lend CDs out. Mm-hmm. I mean, just that opened up. I mean. We'll talk about this a little bit next week, but the way Spotify and Apple Music kind of changed music for me forever, in a sense, um, having a CD player and being able to trade music, and then mm-hmm. later down the line, being able to burn music, um, whether it you be thief, legally or illegally, um, you know, big game changers uh, for the, just the way I love music so much. So that's my number two. Again, another one that wasn't originally on the quote list I had put together in my head five minutes before we went on air. Ricky. You get one more entry slot. What is your third? If you say gravy, we're cutting off your microphone. <laughs> well, mine was a gift that I never asked for. Okay. I never asked for this. Um, I can remember we were living at New Hope, where we performed out a few weeks ago. Shout out to New Hope Baptist Church. You lived in a church? No, we lived down the road. Oh, Lake Hope. So sub, subdivision. Yeah. Subdivision. I, I assumed he lived in the church. Lived in New Hope in, in the subdivision. But uh, there was a my next door neighbor. She was um, her name was uh, what was her Renee Brewer. I wonder if she's still out there. I don't know. You got a neighbor for Christmas? <clears throat> no, I didn't get a neighbor. But oh. well, get- but it, me and this neighbor, we we would sit up under um, our back porch, and I had a Tonka truck thing, and it was a transfer truck with a trailer, mm-hmm. and the rivets on it rattled. Mm-hmm. So if you take that and put it between your legs, and you put a trash can here. And you take two Lincoln log sticks mm-hmm. and you start beating on it, you got a set of drums. Mm-hmm. So she would sing and I would play, and we did this for months. Mm-hmm. So Christmas rolls around. I have no idea what I'm getting for Christmas. I really haven't asked for anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that year I got a Timex watch. The first Takes one a licking, keeps, keeps on, on ticking. ticking. And I, I still got, still, still got it. Still got it. Um, I used to sell those for. <laughs> I say a living. I lived with my parents still at the time, but. But I woke up that morning and to find under the tree that I had a set of drums. That's awesome. Um, they're not, you know, they were not the like you said, you, you, your starter set. I think they mm-hmm. came from Sears. But um, I later on became, I learned how to play them. Um, I can remember um, I was at Springfield Middle School and I got called to the principal's office. I never get called to the principal's office. I don't believe it. He's, <clears throat> Ricky's a troublemaker. You yeah, know how many times he said gravy tonight? You know how good of a guy gravy, he was. Gravy, he gravy, gravy. He was a model student. When model he had student hair. when he had hair, but then the hair fell out, and so did his attitude. So. so I go, I go, I go to, I go to the office. You know, I'm nervous. I'm real nervous. And in the office is a lady that I've never met before. Her name is Miss Wilson. And you want to talk about somebody that changes your life? Mm-hmm. She was the she was the part time chorus teacher, chorus teacher for the middle school and the high school. She did three days a week at the high school, two days at the middle school. And she she heard I played drums, so she wanted to put a, a combo together. Mm-hmm. So she, you know, she was interviewing people and she wanted to put this thing together. And one thing led to another. I ended up playing in the high school course too nice. as a middle schooler. So when I got to high school, they automatically gave me two credits of music. Um, because I had been playing with the high school mm-hmm. for two years. Because I was in the I was in the sixth grade at the time, and in the seventh, you know, eighth, we moved up. Mm-hmm. My mom, remember, had a station wagon. She'd carry me around. That's where I met my best friend at in, in school. Um, <clears throat> he was my roadie, mm-hmm. and he, he got to get out of school with me and help me set my, my, my kid up, and I can remember just doing – you want to talk about the Star Wars things, I can remember us doing a show um, in one of the – in Lukama. And it was a core show, and we did um, we did we were rock you, 
uh, my high, well, my old high school guitar player buddy, mm-hmm. and uh, we did uh, the whole "We Will Rock You," "We Are the Champions" type mm-hmm. thing. Uh, awesome, awesome time. Really changed my life too. So, I mean, like I said, <clears throat> and I went on, of course, to you know to do other things. With How music. does that relate to Star Wars? Oh, I had a. <laughs> I like, I, we always had to wait. Oh, okay. We're waiting for the wait, story. Okay, okay. Star Wars. Did you mean we, Queen? You no, know, Queen. Different. All right. We always had to wear these these red vest and this white shirt with bow ties. And I can remember uh, me and Tim doing this. Um, we will rock you thing. And I'm just ripping this shirt off. And underneath it, I had a yellow Star Wars shirt. Nice. The kind of I mean, it's not the ones like the print like you get now. It's mm. the ones the rubbery ones mm-hmm. that you sweat in. So I already had a shirt on. I already had this vest on. I already had this. And I'm thinking we're gonna rock. We're gonna rock this room. I'm taking it off. I'm going mm-hmm. Star Wars on now and everybody. So yeah, it's funny though because I remember being that age and it, that seems like the most important thing. Like I don't need my drumsticks as long as I got my Star Wars shirt. Like that's more yeah. important because that's what people are gonna remember you for. Our yeah. first performance in middle school was we got to play a talent show and we covered Nirvana Smells Like Teen Spirit and literally every person in the group had to have a band shirt of some sort so mine had Kurt Cobain on it and we all had wigs just because that'll make you look more like a rock star with long Def- hair. Definitely. definitely. I, I had some woman's blonde wig that was more like some like shoulder length like you know whatever haircut that I turned around backwards so it would be longer and in my face so I would look cooler. But yeah, it's stupid like shaggy, things. stupid things. But you know what we thought we had to have that. It was the cool. cool. I mean, and, and I remember, I can remember this show. We had a fog machine, mm. and it misfired, and it just did a little stream of smoke. <laughs> but the, the chorus was the chorus was behind us doing the stomps, you know, the clap, uh-huh. stomp, stomp, clap. And all of a sudden, James was supposed to hit the the um, fog machine. It was supposed to come out around us and go up, and it went right between somebody's legs. I was like, this just shouldn't happen. Mm-mm. Very cool. Very cool. Kyle. Yes. You're on the clock. That's fine. <laughs> this last one, honestly, I think it's going to get you by a shock because my favorite Christmas present wasn't a, uh, a material thing at all. Was it Bell Schnickel? It was not. Oh. Uh, in 2008, my dad had a stroke, and I remember the things you think about in your mind during those times are crazy, just emotions that hit you. I remember having to tell him goodbye. Because we didn't think he was going to make it. And all of a sudden, the thing in your mind is, he'll never see me get married. He'll never, I'll never have another Christmas morning again with him. I'll never have that moment of him being in a chair, drinking coffee, you know, waiting for me to come in there to see everything. Um, that hits you in those moments. I mean, I know you had your dad, you know, was in an accident, you know, in the past few years. You know, Ricky, you just lost your dad. Uh, and, you know, and there's other people in your families too and stuff, but. In that moment, it's those things that you hit. It hits you. you. You didn't, you know, you take. You took it for granted. You didn't appreciate it. I remember like bawling my eyes out and just crying, just telling him like, "I'm so thankful for everything you've done. You've done so much for me, and I never thanked you enough." Um, and thankfully, God blessed me with. He's still here. My dad is doing so much better. He, we literally went to Disney World last week, and he rode more rides last week than he ever did whenever he was in better health and could use all of his limbs and everything. Um. I just I remember being that that year, the struggle between May and there on, so the month of May and just not knowing what all was coming, uh, but just being thankful for the tiny little things of a hand movement or a finger, gra- you know, any little thing, to the point that he was up walking around to the point that by Christmas that year he was back home. Um, I remember that Christmas morning waking up and just being more important to me than any other Christmas because my dad was there. He woke up early that morning and injected the turkey and helped, you know, 
I helped carry it to the grill, but he was able to prepare the turkey, you know, you know, with some help. And it was one of those things you never thought you'd appreciate, but in that moment, you realize like you almost never had a chance to have his turkey ever again because of that one thing. Uh, so I, I try my best not to take those things for granted anymore. The same way, I really feel like it was around that time that you try transitioned into a point of it's not about the gifts. You know, it's the same way to go back to the point you were talking about at the beginning. It's not necessarily for any of us to be here bragging. It's things that just hit us. Uh, and in those moments was those years after that, that I was like, I really don't need anything. You know, you hit that age where I just don't need anything. I, you know, I've got everything. I'm thankful to have this here. Um, and not to steal the thunder and take two here, but the same thing happened with my granny. Um, because my granny and my granddad, when we were little lived next door to us. So any Christmas morning, we'd wake up there at our house, have Christmas and then go to their house and have like a smaller Christmas there and eat breakfast together. And when my granddad passed away, every Christmas from there on, she would spend the night with us on Christmas Eve. So she was always there every Christmas morning. She was the one that would get up and make her like special flour bread that only she could make, right? And the, her eggs that were just amazing. Um, and I remember her health was going down. Uh, and there were some scares that we didn't know if we'd be there. And I said, Lord, please just let her get through Christmas. Let us have one more Christmas together. And we did. And thankfully, like, I want to say we had four to six more Christmases, like, with her because there was a lot more... You know, her health continued to decline, but we were able to still have those moments with her. Uh, she was not able necessarily to make the flower bread or stand as long as she could by herself. But in those moments, we got to spend time with her and her teach us how she made these things. And um, it's those things that really matter the most. You know, above the Ninja Turtles, above the guitar for me, that's what matters most to me now. And, you know, not to do a switch on everybody, you know, blindfold everybody, but... That was just something that really hit me because honestly, I got a car and I was really blessed when I was 15 and I got a car for a Christmas present. And that was on my list originally because it was like, well, that's a big present. Of course, it should be on your list. And then as I sat and thought about it more and more and more, it's like those aren't the things that stand out. You know, those aren't the things that really mattered. So that's where all this came into came into play. And uh, I'm just super thankful. My granny's passed on a couple of years ago. We still get to remember her. But I'm thankful to have my dad here still to get to spend Christmas with him and my family and my friends the same way we got to do you know our party together the other week. We have another thing happening this weekend and just it's these moments we need to slow down and just appreciate who we're having it with. Well, that's like with. that's like the gift. Like, like I said, yeah. the gift I never asked for. And I mean, my parents had the foresight to know to know that I was I, I love music. Sure, they pushed it. They supported me. I didn't go to college. Mm-hmm. Um, I pursued a music career, and they they backed me. They bought me a bus. Yeah, I mean, my <laughs> dad my dad goes to Durham and buys me a bus, mm-hmm. and you know, y- you can't get those things back. You know, and just like I said, this is going to be our first Christmas without him. So we're all, you know, beating ourselves up a little bit. You know, during the holiday season this year. So, all right, I got a new rule. Okay, you got to tell me if you got like this stuff. Nope, because there's no way I can follow that up. Should have gone first. Well, that's the thing. If I had known, I'd have let him go last. <laughs> and we could have ended it on the emotional note. But now it's like, okay, well, nice and emotional. Let me talk about Talk Boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so moving Talk Boy to my, uh, my honorable mention list. It's it a very good one, though. It wasn't going to be on my thing. I'll move the DVD player and the Remember the Titans DVD I got, and that was the only thing I had for a year watching that over and over. I'm going to go to an emotional Wait one. Wait a second. Remember own. the Titans? At least you got that. I had Little Nicky and uh, – Josie and the Pussycats that were the only DVDs that I had to watch for a year. So um, I, I was reminded of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Like mm-hmm. that's the only thing you had. 
Um, literally, I could quote Remember the Titans over and over because sure. that's all I watched for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents split up around the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, they split up uh, December the 6th, 2013. And uh, 2013 was the last normal year of my life, I feel like. Um, they briefly got, like, they kind of reconciled a couple of weeks later. Mm-hmm. And we had our last Christmas breakfast that year mm-hmm. as a family. And that was really cool. Sure. And when you started talking about, you know, the, the times that you, you, you didn't realize, you, you know, what, how much your dad had done or you never had said thank you for all of that. You know, I, I'd never really thought about the fact that I, you know, my Christmas mornings I wake up and I just lay in bed because I, I don't have anywhere to go until like 1 o'clock, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but it used to be a tradition. Like no matter how late I stayed up the night before playing cards at my grandmother's mm-hmm. and losing my money to her. That's, uh, that's amazing. <laughs> No matter, you know, there, there, there were some years um, where I had to play the part of St. Nick because my parents didn't want to wait up for me before they put all the stuff out. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I would uh, go and I would help out in that role. I would help Santa out mm-hmm. in that role uh, because I was out so late at my grandmother's. It'd be like 2, 3 in the morning. But no matter what time I got home the next morning at 8 o'clock, 7.30, we'd have breakfast we'd have mm-hmm. pancakes eggs bacon all you know just this sure. great this great spread um and i hadn't had that in six years um i think last year i came over to ricky's before i went over to my, um, my mom's and he had something on the cinnamon table. rolls if cinnamon you rolls you're, yeah. you're at my house on christmas morning that's yeah. that was my cinnamon mom's rolls. that so, was my mom's thing um and that was you know that was nice and that was kind of reminiscent but um i hadn't had that and i know that's not necessarily a gift um it wasn't a gift in the moment um, it's a gift though but in a way it was a gift in the moment because two weeks prior, my parents had split up. Mm-hmm. And then six days later, they split up for good. Sure. So, it uh, you know, never got that again. And that's one of those things where you don't realize it. Um, so, I'm you know, I'm putting the talk boy that I got after Home, Home Alone 2 came out. Mm-hmm. Um, putting that on the honorable mentions. Putting on uh, the DVD player. Putting the bicycle and the basketball mm-hmm. going. Um, all the things that I just, yeah. Um, I really miss that breakfast. Yeah. Um, I, I hope to have that breakfast again one day with a family of my own because I've missed it sorely for six years now. So I'm, just, I'm thinking here. <laughs> now, I know it can't happen on Christmas because my family's Christmas day is chaotic now that, you know, you get older, you get, you know, even if I wasn't married, just all the family members and people and how all that works together. But uh, I'm thinking we need to start a Christmas Eve breakfast. Where everybody brings their certain, you know, their things from their family. You don't have to be like some great family, you know, recipe passed down year to year. Just like, this is part of something we had, so I want to bring it. Same way, like, I had flatbread. That That's the only time of year I'd ever eat that, but it was there. Ricky's talking about cinnamon rolls, you know. You're talking about anything, bacon, eggs, you know, any of that, you know. I'm just thinking it'd be a cool idea just to get together on Christmas Eve sometime, you know. It's a week away. Literally, today is a week away from, you know, I don't know if we have time or not. But uh, I don't know. I think it'd be kind of cool like, to start trying to do something like that. Because uh, to me, I had a stage in my life where I, I tried to get rid of traditions because traditions are stupid. It's just something people do because blah, 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 blah. And some of it is. The older you get, the more you appreciate the traditions. Most definitely. Because in my 20s, I, did, I, didn't, I grumbled. You know, I, I want to sleep, leave me alone. And Caitlin and Jacob were still like in their um, like, teens and mm-hmm. you know, you know, uh, adolescent age and 
they're all still excited about Christmas. I'm like, leave me alone. I don't care if we have a dog now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but the older you get, and you know, you kind of yearn for those traditions mm-hmm. again. Well, I mean, mine or cinnamon rolls, my mom passed that down, and mine that I'm passing on, hopefully Sarah will take it on, is starting in October the last week, I watch Hallmark movies. That's awesome. And and I've passed that on to me already. I downloaded the Hallmark app at home. And I'm up to to 87 of them, I think, right now. That's awesome. And it's you know you know I just it's not I, well I do binge watch on some of them and I think I've got a couple other people kind of hooked on this thing too but I don't know what for me I'm just I guess I'm a hopeless romantic and you know that you know one day you're gonna wake up and there's that you know you're gonna meet that that, that special one under the mistletoe. Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. Um, well, that's totally off of toys. <laughs> now we give Colin. Well, See, we never said toys. We, we never said, said presents. It was your favorite. Right. favorite presents. It was just presents. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> but yeah, if we ever get this breakfast thing going, that'll be the one day I, I say, you know what? I will eat healthy the rest of the week, mm-hmm. but I'm definitely going to have a cinnamon roll. Yeah. <laughs> and I buy those big ones too, the big. So, well, the thing uh, is, if you do it earlier in the morning, that gives you the rest of the day to kind of burn that off. Yeah, so. definitely. So, uh, anyway. well, that's everything. I hope we didn't make any of y'all cry. Um, and if any of y'all want to like say, Hey, I'm having breakfast at my house. Come, sure. come see me. Um, the uh, problem is this episode comes out after Christmas. Dang it. Like, <laughs> That's right. You're like, Hey, come hang out. You with got me a whole year, year to plan for Eric coming over to your house for Christmas morning before I got to be at my mom's at like 12 or one or whatever time I got to be at my mom's. Um, did we have, I know we had, uh, at least one person comment on social media. I know Chris Road, our biggest fan, um, commented. Um, I don't think we've had any other, we kind of posted it kind of late. Because um, Kyle was on vacation and stuff, um, we don't hold that against him. In fact, it's pretty cool he went on vacation. I hope we go on vacation one day. And um, but um, he's looking that uh, specific comment up. Um, Kyle, tell him what uh, Mr. Chris Road said. Chris Road said, "Has my phone? I'm talking slow because it's being slow to come up here. Here we go. Chris Road says Christmas gifts from childhood: a Nintendo 64, dirt bike, and a trampoline." Also, for the th- for the dirt bike, I got it when I was in the third grade, and I got to see my great-grandmother ride it. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, and that's another thing. It's just the random memories and thoughts you have. Uh, it's, cr- it's cool that Chris gets to comment on this, you know, because I remember Chris's family was a little bit different with Christmas. Uh, I remember one year they got a computer, you know, and everybody now, you know, smartphones and everything else that we have in this world, you know, people have always had these things now. I remember his family getting a computer, but that was all they did that year. Like, me growing up, you know, I was a spoiled child and thought, well, where's the rest of your presents? What do you mean you have a family gift for Christmas? Like, And I wasn't mean about it or negative, but just in my mind, I didn't understand that. And he told me, he said, well, what we did is we got this computer as a family gift, and we decided instead of getting more gifts for each other, we took what we would have gotten and gave that to a family in need and got them presents. And like my mom was blown at that point, where you're, you're like, that's the most awesomest thing ever, but what about your toys? Like, you're, I'm stuck in that moment of being selfish, but also wondering, you know, in astonishment for the first time ever, just hearing somebody that's not just they got their presents and gave somebody else their stuff, but instead they took what they would have gotten, you know, would have had for each other, and blessed somebody else with that. Uh, it's something that stays in my mind because, you know, I found that out in middle school. But to think now, you know, 32 years old now, and that's something that really stands out in my mind and my heart at Christmas time. Every year as I think about Chris Rode and his family and how they did that. And, hey, there's no, you know, that may have changed my life in different ways too, you know, without yeah. even realizing it. But thanks to Chris Rode and Ray Rode and Medina Rode for 
the amazing part they played in my childhood and uh, my even adulthood. But great folks. Uh, we talk about Chris a lot. Hopefully we'll have him on at some point for you to hear from Chris Road, especially as well. But uh, that's all I got for today. And that's all I have. And Ricky, you have anything you want to add other than gravy? Gravy. Gravy. All right. It's, 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 we're going to get gravy shirts on the production yeah, line we're as well. Gravy. Maybe that'll just be a part of it. There'll be a wand with gravy, like maybe a wand stirring gravy, and it says <laughs> diabetes defeat us. Yes. Like, or defeat us diabetes, because we don't um, want the diabetes de- delete to us. defeat us. Delete us. Delete us diabetes. Delete. Yes. So, um, well, that's all we got for you today, folks. Next week, we came up, well, I, I came up with this. It's a great one. It's, the decade is coming to a close. This is our last episode of 2019. Last episode of the 2010s. I went Prince on you. Don't See, and I was singing Limp Biscuit because <laughs> okay. they did a cover of that on yeah. MTV New Year's one year. Don't interrupt the monologue. Don't you ever interrupt the monologue. Gravy. But it was with Prince and Limp Biscuit. I don't care. New Year's Eve. Anyhow, the first episode of 2020, the 2020s, mm-hmm. will be a look back at our top five of the 2010s. Now, this is a no, 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 I'm not done yet. <laughs> Ricky's like itching at it right now. Um, this is like our personal top five. It can be anything that happened in the 2010s. Um, we're doing five each, and um, I'm ex- super excited for that episode mm-hmm. to come out. Uh, we can reminisce one last time on the 2010s and look forward to the 2020. Ricky, what do you want? <laughs> Would this be the Roaring Twenties for us? Um, if you come to the New Year's Eve party, that's going to be at. Um, um, I feel like I don't even have a clue about a New Year's Eve party. Dude, you point. said you were going to. Um, what are you talking about, Nikki, Nikki and, um, and Nikki and Glenn. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, that. and Bobby. Sorry, they're, they're having a Roaring Twenties New Year's yes. Eve party. Sorry, I've been out of the loop on this. You got invited to it. Um, you said I don't know if I'm going to go. Well, you know what? If you want the Roaring Twenties that bad, you're going to this party. You're going to have to go to a show us what Roaring Twenties even looks like. <laughs> exactly, because we don't know. We'll rub two sticks together. <laughs> So I'm not even sure what I'm going to wear that night. Anyway. Something but, black and white, I'm sure. You know what? As long as, you know, there's a lot Captain of bad America. things that happened in the 20s. You know, you had the Great Depression. You had World War One, You had um, just a lot of really bad We're stuff. We're hoping for better things. We're hoping. But the music of the period, and the, mm-hmm. you know. True. Like, people kind of romanticize that Great Gatsby-type period. Um, but I just like the big band-type stuff. Um, I'm okay with calling it the Roaring Twenties if we can improve on ni- the 1920s. So. I'm good with that. But anyway, uh, that's next week's episode. Again, check us out on social media, uh, What the What Media and WTW underscore media. Rate and review us on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and Podbean. Stay as cool as the other side of the gravy pillow. <laughs> that sounds incredible and gross at the same time. Well, hope you had a great, amazing Merry Christmas and Merry very happy Cr- New Year. Yes, Merry Christmas from the What the What um, clan here. We look forward to filling your airwaves on whatever your podcast streaming service is all the time in 2020. Uh, Thanks for listening to us, and we will see you in the 2020s. What the what? What the what? Bye!